Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here at Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. Hey, can we count it off? No. Okay. All right, today we've got some special guests. Now, you've heard us talk about the A Day Remus Project. A Day Remus is a, a website, essentially, I guess, but it's a, it's a way to participate in your community's development. You know, it's a way all, all the way across the country where anybody can participate in the redevelopment of their urban spaces. And um, what we've done is we've partnered with the MBA program at Winthrop University, and um, we've got some amazing folks who are working on their MBAs who want to do real applicable work, you know, uh, for their community, for, for Rock Hill. And so what they're doing is they're creating prototypes of businesses, business ideas, using a day remus, the technology, good, feasible, strong business ideas for Rock Hill, for downtown, for our urban area. And um, we've got with us today three students of this program. So I'd, I'd like for you guys to introduce yourself if you don't mind. Sure. My name is Fred. People know me as the Black German. I grew up in Germany for 18 years and I moved to America. Very excited to be here, be part of this um, amazing project, which kind of gives us the chance like, to get out of the classroom, you know, like to do something real and to help a community grow larger. So, thanks. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. I'm Ray Marshall. I'm an MBA uh, general student. I'm a longtime resident of Rock Hill, and I'm very excited to be involved in a project that would help uh, re-energize downtown Rock Hill. I'm Kate. I'm also an MBA student, and I'm from Small Town USA, and uh, Rock Hill appeals to me. I, I like the culture, I like the growth that I've seen probably in the last uh, 15 years, and I think it has a lot of potential to be something more. That's great, guys. Well, we really appreciate you being here. and. Um, you know, as part of this project that we're doing together, I know you guys have been combing um, Old Town Rock Hill for buildings, and I know that you are putting together specifically a, um, an idea around a co-working space. So, so to launch right into kind of the, some of these concepts, talk to us about what co-working is, first of all, why you think it's important to the new economy, to the new downtown, the new small town USA, and how you came about this as being your project. So, Co-working. Well, I mean, I mean, basically, like, we live in a very fast-paced year. I would say, you know, like things are changing very quick, and people don't want to be committed anymore to something for a long period of time. And you know, especially people who are entrepreneurs, business people, they travel a lot. You know, they, they want to have the opportunity when they're in a the city, maybe not to you know get stuck in a hotel room, but maybe to find a nice co-work place where they can you know, sit and work with people who are mind like you like them, who are working on their own projects, but maybe also sometimes, you know, get some ideas on them and move on. So this this co-work space is essentially like just to to bring individuals together to maybe build something something bigger than they ever thought of, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one audience of co-work is the person who's kind of going through town and mm -hmm. um, needs a place to work. Yes. Okay now let me pause here. We've just had a new addition to our group. It's like 
we've added a new guitarist to the band. <laughs> and, uh, so what we're going to do is, is let you introduce yourself. Everyone else has given us their name and what they're doing in school. And, and, and So introduce yourself. I'm Megan Rednick, and um, I'm studying finance at Winthrop University at the MBA program. And um, I'm a part of the co-workspace group, which is trying to part of this big project to kind of um, redevelop downtown Rock Hill. Excellent. Great. And so you're talking about one audience of the co-workspace. Back, back to the Black Russian here. To use your word. Like German. I mean, like German. German. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. I'm Russian. I'm thinking of a drink. No, I'm yeah. Russian. I'm thinking uh, of a drink. Yeah. Well, you getting right from the Rambo movies, or maybe it was Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about alcohol or something. Um, that's a white Russian. Okay, but anyway. So um, one audience is that person who needs a place to work as they move around. So talk about uh, you know some other audiences of this co-work concept. More about it. I think the person who is wanting to try something new wants to have the ability to be a business individual and actually have their ideas heard and seen. I, I think it really um, promotes individuality and also um, a sense of community at the same time. I think they really um, want to develop their own ideas, but also be able to bounce ideas off of other people. Uh, the third audience that we at least want to attempt to tap is the uh, usually the upscale, remotely employed worker, professional, semi-professional. They don't want to live in downtown. They more and more want to come to a suburban, a small town environment. Uh, they can't get to their office, for example, and I've used my own personal experience. For years I was employed by a company that either had its offices in Raleigh or in New York. That wasn't a good commute. Uh, so my office was in my home. That's not always, you know, with the wife, two dogs, a kid, maybe is not always the best work environment. So an office, office space, a co-work space, would have been very attractive. <laughs> okay, so so we talked about the audiences of who, who would dig on the co-work space concept, but what is, paint us a picture, like what is a co-work space? What does it look like? What does it feel like? I kind of, to me, it kind of seems like a Starbucks kind of cafe. Everybody brings the laptops with Wi-Fi, doing work, but more of sharing knowledge, more focused, I guess, not with the hustle and bustle of the cafe in the background, I guess, but more trying to share each other's knowledge and collaborate ideas and kind of provide feedback. You know, I think about this um, all the time because I think in Rock Hill, I mean, you could, for a few hundred dollars, for $500 a month, you could get some box out on the four-lane uh, strip mall area, be by yourself in some brick box, you know, and paying five hundred dollars a month for for half of that, you could be in a collaborative, exciting, open space with shared elements, you know, and, and a much and in a place you could walk to either the restaurant, you could walk to the coffee shop, you could walk to the. I mean, to me, it just seems so much more attractive. As we look at it, you actually wind up paying more for less. In the older model. In, in, in the older model. In the new model, you actually get more um, connections just with the downtown 
uh, business people who are already here. You have, uh, like you mentioned, the chamber is here. You also have the art museum, if you want to just take a moment and go look around and see things. Um, it's, it's really um, giving a uh, business sense, but a sense of um, understanding the culture more. Twenty. Previously, we've talked about the value of having. Oh, that's okay. Oh no, you're good. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me get everybody checked, uh, and then we can start new tabs. Separate, okay, no separate problem. tabs. Separate. separate for everybody. No, no. First one. Let me get the whole thing. Then we'll separate them. Then. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um, oh no! Don't worry about it. It's totally cool. Um, but we've talked about the value of. The third place, um, which sort of represents, you know, you have work and home, and you have the third place where you go, and it's for a lot of people, it's a coffee shop, it might be a library, um, and it's where you go to, you know, think about what your ideas are to read, to work on things independently. And the idea of a co work space is really cool because it's, it's really sort of taking that kind of energy and putting it around. And what's really exciting about it to me is it's, it's sort of changing the way we think about how you get work done and how you generate new ideas and, how, and, and bouncing them off over other people. And it's not just the traditional chain of command if you were to work for a company or whatever, but in a million ways, it's, I think it's a really positive situation to, uh, to, to be able to personally independent work on, on your ideas and your work and then to have other people around. It's sort of reshaping, I think, the model. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. To verify that, when's... A not to pick on Starbucks, but I think Megan's uh, description is perfect. When's the last time you were in any Starbucks in this area and did not see at least one laptop? I've I've probably <laughs> I've probably written four screenplays at Starbucks in my life, and I can't, I get work done better there, you know, because the environment it sort of it asks you to do that, you know. It I think that's a great point, you know, because it's like when you work by yourself in an office at home, you really don't get a lot done. But you go to a place where the environment is relaxed, maybe you have like nice, calm music playing in the background, you know, you go there and maybe you don't, you may not get the ideas you want. Maybe someone who sits across of you may say, hey, what are you working on? Oh, wait, I did something like that before, you know, and then you can just, you know, share ideas, you know, and just collaborate and work together, you know, even though you came by yourself, you know, I think that's a great point. All of this actually goes with um, what we kind of have like a working motto, which is co-work, live and play. So it, it's, it's bringing all of your elements of your life together and actually being comfortable in all your spaces. That's why co-work is one of the, um, what's the word, it's, it's one of the kind of the epitome or quintessential, it's, it's kind of a represent, symbolic, that's what I'm trying to say, it's symbolic of this new economy. The whole life is such a component of the new economy. You know, and, and that's why co-work's so important. You know, I look at, <clears throat> I used to have a, a guy that, uh, a good friend, and we're still good friends, but he used to do a lot of development work for, for our company, a lot of development work. He moved into a co-work space in Greenville, and he got increasingly to where he didn't have time to do development work for us because he was getting so much work from the people that were among him of saying, hey, can you help me on this project? Hey, can you help me on this project? And, and there were different skill sets that were moving into this space and they were working together in collaborative ways. You know, it, it begs the question of what is work? You know, what is the value of work? It's no longer time logged in a space dictated by someone above you. You know, the amount of time you spend on the factory line, you get paid by the hour for being on the factory line. It's, no, it's about value and innovation. 
So being across from somebody and and laughing and talking and having music and then having a genius idea and then working on it and then collaborating, it's the value that you get at the end of that process. Not, you know, because people I think look at, some people look at co-work spaces as we compare them to coffee shops and they have this idea of, oh, well, you know, the younger generation just doesn't want to work. They're just not willing to work. They want to hang out at coffee shops. They want to look at cat videos on the internet. Yeah, right. They want to look at, which, I mean, you know, they do. It's more done because you're so inspired or so relaxed and inspired at the same time that more things come to you, more things actually, you say, you know, talk to the person who's next to you, hey, what do you think about whatever the news is of the day, and it actually inspires more conversation between people and more interaction. The two things I noticed when I moved my house, my office into my home was, one, I worked longer. Yeah. It wasn't all in the same stretch. It was four or five hours here, take a break, go do another two hours, take a break. After dinner, I'm back up there. But also the lack of stimulation or the lack of serendipitous stimulation, if you will. Because, you know, I always know what my dog is gonna give me as feedback. You know, they, they, I, I don't know if we're, if I'm sitting next to you though and I happen to make a statement, I don't know what you will say. And it could be of great value. So being isolated increased my work hours and reduced my stimulation. Yeah, that environment pushes the urge of self-challenge and, and to independently like no power can ever compare to the power that you push yourself to have no one's ever gonna no matter what you think you know no one's no one's ever gonna try as hard to appease some person who's giving them a task as they are for some self-motivated and to put you closer in touch with the idea of the whole human you know evolution in general you know to, to say what how can I contribute what can I do you know yeah. and, and I think a co-work space encourages and that. when you're isolated even though you're exactly right it's intrinsic motivation that is the key and that's the whole key to the new economy but it's hard to manifest intrinsic motivation when you're by yourself in exactly. a room you exactly, can't yeah. sustain intrinsic motivation you know and people, people challenge you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how can I contribute? And it's it's a contribution feeling, and it's also a feeling of competition. I mean, how many great, important people in history say, well, so-and-so that I knew inspired me to do this. They pushed me. And, the, you know, you think about it. It happens all the time with music. Well, you know, Bob Dylan did this. Well, the Beatles had to do this. Well, the Beach Boys had to do this. You know, it, it works on every you know, level. Ernest Hemingway used to talk about being in the ring with um, Tolstoy. He used to picture himself boxing Tolstoy. And that's what drove him to write better. So I love competition. So. Isolation, I have never found to be productive for any purpose other than perhaps cramming for an exam. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Working together, I noticed that, like, we have the four groups of a day, Remus, and everybody's, like, busy working on their group, and then all of a sudden, I heard yesterday that one of our groups is struggling and I said, why aren't we talking to each other? We need to talk to each other about where our strengths and weaknesses are and someone else in another group may have an idea for somebody else's space or vision or, you know, and so we're doing a lot more um, collaborations among even our groups because some are having a um, difficult but, coming up with ideas. But, but ours is an excellent example of why or what the value of a co-work space would be. The reason our groups aren't communicating is we're not in the same place at the same time ever. Right. We are we're lacking proximity. We are four yeah. separate groups 
working on four separate projects. Now, I think that the program just a couple of days ago decided, well, there's going to be a couple of large group meetings. <laughs> Good thing we get it together. I mean, we're, we're, we're isolated. We're, we're four people, but we're isolated from the other three four-people teams. Well, I, I think I think people underestimate like the the magic and power behind bringing different minds and ideas and perceptions together. You know, because um, when I think about because I'm gonna be done now in December. You know, and you know, obviously I want an office job and all that, but I would like to be in an environment where where people are not competing against me, but where we are helping each other for something bigger, you know, for something bigger than the paycheck or, or for the two weeks vacation we're going to get end of the year, you know, but to to create something that at the end going to help all of us, you know, and sometimes you get there at a place where you don't think about at all, you know, and I think that's what this co-work space is exciting to me because it's, it's about the power that it can create by putting so many individuals together, but then out of nowhere, things are just exploring and exploding and building. And I think it's great. I agree. I think that there's there's a perception of abundance in the new in the new perspective. The, the millennial generation and the new economy, I think, has a perspective of abundance, which is amazing coming out through a recession. But I think, and, and what I mean by that is, there's not the same competitive. You know, I, when I talk to certain people that could potentially invest in a co-work space. Are usually people who are on the backside of their careers and say, yeah, but people, they don't want to be able to see each other's screens. And I mean, aren't they going to be competitive? And I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. That's not the feeling people have. It's, it's collaborative. They might be two designers sitting side by side and one of them say, hey, listen, I've got a deadline by two, three weeks from now and I'm being paid X amount an hour and I can't get this work done. Can you do some of this design work for me? And I'll give you some of the money. You know, I need help. There's a collaborative spirit that's just ingrained in this kind of uh, place, this kind of attitude. And, and the people who don't want that, we had another question when we were going to open a co-work space before, people said, well, what if somebody wants to occupy it and doesn't want, they want walls around them? And my answer to that is, then they need to go get some, go somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, you know. No, we, we can't be all things to all people. And you're right, there will, there will be some people whose very definition excludes them. Yeah, you know, I, I actually don't think that you can grow. Like to clarify, when I say that, like the the idea of a competitive, like you know, Bob Dylan to the Beatles to the Beach Boys or whatever, it, it's it's about growing because other people push you to grow because of how good they are. Yeah. Because you know, it really comes down to. I mean, there are like, you know, I don't know. There are there are like I'm sure many like Buddhist monks that can do things that that we can't do because we don't push ourselves to do it. You know, and it's like the human. You know, individual is capable of so many great things that you aren't going to find unless you push yourself to do it. And more often than not, you aren't going to push yourself until you've seen what someone else can do and you've given yourself permission, let alone challenge yourself to push yourself further. And that's the sort of, you know, if I by competitive, I mean in a group it's that, like that a good inspiration, it's a friendly, yeah, collaborative competitiveness. Yeah, like how it's far can I go? Well, how far can I go? You know, yeah. On the other side of that, I worked in an office over ten years and was given the project of coming up with a mentorship for the office, I had the hardest time just getting them to talk to each other. They sit in their office or sit in their cube and they don't, they come in, work, go home. They don't interact with each other and it's a very hard thing 
to change a culture of an office that's been like that 30 plus years. You get a, a BB gun that shoots plastic BBs, you can shoot office workers when they don't talk to them. Yeah. Like if they go That'd five minutes awesome. without talking. I would, I would make it part of my day to literally go and talk to everybody in the office just to say hi, you know, and talk to them and, and try to get them to talk to each other. It was a very, it was like pulling teeth. It was so, very hard. So I guess trying to create a sense of community, and I guess if we're trying to like focus our audience on like the locals around, I, I think in a way it can kind of spread outside the co-work space into Rock Hill and the community by trying to create the sense of community within Rock Hill and kind of just kind of make, you know, the city and the people a little bit more strong with each other and kind of support each other more, which is really what we want, just kind of support the city and the economy and everything. Okay, so that's a good that's a good segue into okay. We've been talking micro, though Chris continues to talk as macro yeah. as you can get. Chris is talking about the evolution of the human race while we're talking about open to co space, which I think is wonderful, by the way, Chris. I think that's fantastic. Um, so anyway, um, we've been talking Think bigger. <laughs> so we've been talking about a co-work space and the, the power of that and then the concept of co-work and we've made some allusions to uh, the millennial generation and how, and, and how things are changing so let's you know widen the lens a little bit you guys are um, MBA students that are engaging in making this place this one little and we got 65,000 people in this little city we got an excellent university and we got these amazing minds and y'all are investing your time and energy and effort into making this a better place. You know, how do how does how do other communities create what I mean this is the perfect situation. How do other communities create this? How, how can we recreate it for other communities? I think it will be through communication, right? Like because sometimes because in this world we live today, everybody's thinking global, global, right? But I think it's important to, to think global, but then to still act local in a way like that. Even though you have, we have this business model here, but maybe we can create a group or something bigger where other small cities or communities can like connect to that, you know, like kind of like suck, you know, like get our ideas out of our minds, you know, and implement something like that at their own place, you know, and it just kind of like branch out and just get bigger, like the evolution itself, you know, I mean, you never know what you're going to get, you know, but I think it's a good opportunity, you know, so. I think if they will think it through, and perhaps your project, A.D. Remus, will in fact provide a way to get them to think it through, but when you think about the normal worker, the urge to collaborate is is inbred. I'm I'm a little older than most of the students here at the table, and <laughs> that's not put a number on it. Um, and, <laughs> and one of you mentioned, you know, that the people were afraid of competition. Wouldn't they compete? Wouldn't they be competitive? I'd like for you to think back to any industry convention that you've ever attended. Did you see in the bars, restaurants, and in the socials at breakfast, people from other companies talking? Now sure, there were white lines. They did not divulge competitive information. But they were exchanging ideas. 
Have you ever been to an industry convention where you didn't see that? It's a natural draw. I mean, it's a natural draw for people to want to (coughs) ask somebody else what they think and what they're doing. And I think um, even within our own group, we are multi-generational. We we come from different generations and different backgrounds, but we all understand that we're all have the ability to come up with great ideas and, and ways to help each other. And so I think that by using this in a workspace only makes work more comfortable, more easy, more likable. It just it's it's a, a way of de-stressing what is supposed to be work. So. And promoting the success of, for example, the two places that Fred visited in, in Charlotte. He's helping to promote that in Rock Hill. Our success here will help promote it in Chester, Green, wherever. But they simply have to have an open mind to think about this as a need of their working community. You know, it's funny. I've been asked to um, go to different communities and talk to them about how they can get their downtowns revitalized. And um, um, the people who invite me usually are very much, um, we, we share a lot of ideas and they're very much on the same page about a lot of things or they wouldn't have invited me to begin with. But uh, a lot of the folks that I'm, uh, that I'm presenting to and, and, and working with are basically asking, so, you know, they're asking for the silver bullet or the strategy or like how do you... How do you uh, do something externally, reach out externally, and bring something in that's going to be the silver bullet solution, radical change to your community? And what I always say is, you know, you don't you don't expand a balloon by pulling at its edges. You blow into the center. You know, you invest in creating a place, and you get the people that are already there to invest their creative energy and talent into making that a better place. And then all of a sudden, more people want to stay there, more people want to come there, more people want to be there. You know, the colleges, the technical colleges, the high schools, the universities, if you get them engaged, they want to be part of what's going on. There's no more powerful force than buy-in. I learned that in running a company. You know, we got nine people over at Revenue Flow, and I think, we got nine incredibly full-on, bought-in people. You know, if we if we didn't, then we would be half of what we are. But it's it's buy-in. So if we can get the creative minds around anywhere around our downtown to buy into making it a better place, then everybody wins. And that's why I'm so excited about this project. So I think co-work is is almost a, a poster child of this new economy and this stuff. But it's so much bigger than a co-work space, you know? I mean, it's all the other projects. What are the other projects that are on the table? Uh, I believe a restaurant and the coffee the club. club. Yeah, the dance club and the coffee shop. Yeah, see, all of those are indicative of third-place concepts. You know, third place being a place, you know, you work. Traditionally, you're at home or you're at work or you're in a third place of some kind. Coffee shop's third place. Dance studio is third place. Co-work is like mixing third place with work, you know? It's bringing in that, like I said, that idea of like, for many people, you know, they go to that place of 
I don't know, it's funny because it's almost like seclusion, quote unquote, but it's like seclusion with other people that sort of want to be secluded to the thing that you're doing almost, you know? And it's like the idea of a, of a co-work space, it, it is, it's taking something that is a really positive way to work on something independently, but putting it in a work, a traditional work context, I guess, and it's, which is, it's pushing, you know, the idea of, of how you work and how you get things done and taking those things that aren't always applied to it. Because for so long now, the traditional model of any business was this guy on top and he assigns things to this person and, you know, and, and the company is always limited by the ideas and motivations of the person at the top, which there's no way that that's as valuable as the ideas and motivations of every person in that company. That is a day remus too. Yes. That's the whole concept <laughs> of a day remus. Instead of just city council and those of us who meet on the board of whatever, de deciding what this community would be, there's no way we can have the best result with just us. We need everybody to have the opportunity to participate. And then you have the um, power law distribution. You have some people that can, that contribute a lot, and then a lot of people that contribute a little. But that's okay. Everybody gets to contribute. I think it also goes as far as allowing all those people to have a vision, allowing everyone to have a conceptual idea of what they think is perfect or what they think is nice. A thousand voices is what I call it. Well, I think it's I think it's overall to be as a long-term resident of Rock Hill, uh, it's exciting to see the community and the university finally beginning, at least in my opinion, to work together. We have a business community that's uh, recruited 3D systems, I believe, from California. Uh, we've got students that have recruited or chosen to come here from Saudi Arabia, Germany, France, China. Uh, you know, we're not exactly talking about something with no value. Our community has attracted people from many, many corners of the world. That's the gray Swede. That's the gray Swede on how he came to be in Rock Hill. It has been a crazy journey. Let me let me tell you that. I mean, I was playing soccer in Germany. You know, my own business and. I got invited to this to this tryout, and the coach basically asked me if I could imagine of playing soccer inside in America. And so I said, "Yeah, why not?" I came here and I went to another small city, which is Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. But now I got here, you know. And I think even though I'm from Germany and Germany is surrounded by so many different countries, I've never met so many international people that I have met here in really? Rock, wow. Rock here. And it's crazy. If you think about 65,000 60, population and then winter, how many students? 6,000? Something like that. And then so many international students. I'm in one class. There are literally 17 Chinese students, and I mean, I mean, imagine that. You know, I mean, it's it's just about bringing people together. You know, yeah. bring different cultures, minds, ideas together, and creating something where everybody feels like they're involved. They can identify themselves too. You know, and I think this is great that Rocky is creating this new downtown where hopefully a lot of international students from winter will have a chance to come 
and to meet people from, from this era, you know, and just interact and change their experiences, you know, and just make the world a better place at the end of the world. I mean, that's what we want, right? It's so, funny because that's, that's, that's sort of a, a macro version of what we're talking about with the co-work space and the value of how you can grow as a person by exposing yourself to other people and other people's ideas. There is few things more valuable to a human, to their psyche, to their mental growth and spiritual growth than meeting people from completely different cultures. Oh, yeah. I mean, it changes everything. It, gives, it opens up, you know, doors. And, and, and that, in a small way, that's what co-work is about, you know? In a, in a way, I think Rock Hill, you know, every little town, I guess, has like a sister city somewhere else in the world. But for Rock Hill, I think they're trying to create a culture that brings everybody in. It's a, it's a place for everyone to think, my sister city's across the ocean, but really, it's sister cities everywhere. And so we're kind of building our own who was it, Socrates, that said, um, I'm a citizen of the world? I mean, how long ago was that? That was at least 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. What's our time looking like? We're there. Yeah, we're there. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, so I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this has been a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you guys joining us um, from the MBA program. I'm very excited about the Ade Remus project. Um, you know, again, a day Remus is about getting input from any creative mind who's willing to participate about development of, of our local community. And any community can any any community can do this. You know, so hopefully every community will get on board. And um, we've particularly explored co-work a lot in this session. And I think co-work is the poster child of the new economy because it's about just unpredictable relation unpredictable outcomes of kind of getting people to creative people together into a space to work and and the value of that and how work is changing so I appreciate this session here and um, I want to remind everybody about the conference uh, November 22nd where we will be displaying our work from this a day Remus pilot project with Winthrop and we'll be showing off our wares. so if you can attend this project Please do, even if you're coming from China, that'd be fine. Uh, we can put you up somewhere. Especially if you're going from China. Especially, just call Chris and he'll hook you up with a, a place to sleep or something. Uh, anyway, and I guess that's it. So, again, I thank you and uh, thank you guys for being here. Hey, thank All right, you. Absolutely. All right, well, see you next week.